You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkun. The advice for self care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week, and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being, or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club, wellness road tested. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Nicole. This week, we are diving deep into the law. Ooh, are we doing a show dedicated to all the laws around the four-step plan on the path to easing lockdown restrictions? Oh my God, chill out. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> Those restrictions and regulations are complex enough. Thanks. Okay, so LA law, Murphy's law, Cole's law. Uh- <laughs> My mum makes a mean coleslaw. No, not any of those laws. It's the law of attraction or also known as manifesting. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. And this is Self Care Club Wellness Road Tested. Ever notice when you go out in a bad mood, bad things happen? Perhaps someone will cut you up in traffic or someone bashes into you in the supermarket and the day just seems to go from bad to worse. Well, it's not coincidental. It's because we are attracting bad energy from our very own bad energy. This is known as law of attraction. And have you ever noticed when you're in a great mood, great things happen? You might have a lovely exchange with the man in the post office or someone compliments you on your outfit. This is because your good energy is attracting more of the same good energy. So law of attraction is where your thoughts, feelings, and energy create your reality. Law of attraction says whatever you focus on or however you are feeling, thinking, or speaking determines what you have and don't have in your life. In its simplest terms, imagine you are a magnet and whichever direction you point your attention to is what you will attract back into your world. So it's not about wants or don't wants, it's about thoughts. Your life is a physical manifestation of what goes on in your head. Right. So let's give this some context in real life. Go for it. Let's say that you want a new job because you hate your current job. So if we're going to apply law of attraction logic, the experts would say that if you keep focusing on the job you hate or your boss who keeps undermining you, all you're going to keep getting is a job you hate and a boss who undermines you. So you are going to attract whatever it is you think about. So the law of attraction is never going to say... If you're saying bad job, bad job, bad boss, bad boss, the law of attraction doesn't understand between bad boss, good boss. It just understands the bad energy, right? Yes. Is that that what we're saying? And the thought. So if you, yes, if you're focusing on the negative, like I don't want to put on weight, for example, then all the law of attraction is hearing is putting on weight, that's all it's hearing. And then you start to put on weight. So whatever you, wherever you focus, you are going to attract that back into your life. But can we just discuss briefly how easy it is to focus on the negative? We're not really conditioned to focus on the positive things and look for the good. We always go to the bad. So that's why this practice 
is quite out there. It's a completely different way of thinking, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So another good example that I was hearing this week was people who are in debt and wanting to get out of debt. So it's no good saying, I want to get out of debt. I'm going to get out of debt because all the universe is hearing is debt, debt, debt. So what you have to say is, I am so grateful or thankful that I have enough money. Yeah, you focus. You focus on abundance. Don't focus on the lack. You focus on the desire. Yes. Okay. So, in if you think in that vein, if you focus on finding a job that you love, you're much more likely to get that. So your thoughts determine your reality. So you're going to be saying things like, "I can't wait." for this fantastic job that's coming. I'm so excited for my brand new, brilliant job that I love. I love the job that I'm about to do. Yeah, that's exactly right. So visualizing and focusing your thoughts and feelings about your potential new job is going to help you to feel more positive and motivated to bring the changes into your life. You know, it's that saying, what you focus on grows. And this is where the law of attraction truly comes into play. Your mind and your beliefs are strong enough to allow your goals to materialize. So once you master the art of using the law of attraction to your advantages, your way of seeing the world will begin to transform. Amazing. Esther Hicks, author and world-renowned speaker and teacher of law of attraction, says the one who speaks about prosperity has prosperity. You attract all of it. By focusing on something, whether that's positive or negative, you're going to make that happen. So what happens if we apply law of attraction. How, what are the benefits? Let's talk about that. Law of attraction yeah. obviously can have a huge impact on our quality of life and therefore our health and our well-being as well. It allows us to step into a much more positive mindset, which in turn creates more positivity. And so if we are to believe the approach of manifesting, then we have to assume that the benefits are whatever we want them to be. The world is our oyster here. <laughs> Do you like what I did there, Lauren? <laughs> yeah. We get to choose as much abundance as we want, whether that's better health, more financial success, better relationships, and just a better quality of life. Law of attraction says that the benefits are limitless. What do you think about that, Lauren? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a bit like sort of placing an order in the catalog yes. of the universe. Yes, yes, right? exactly. Um, it's slightly, it's slightly out there. It's very I out think of there. all the things, of all the things we've done, this is probably the one, well, with past life regression aside, we haven't aired that show yet, but it's one of the ones that is the least based in sort of concrete stuff, right? It is very out there, but it has come very much to the mainstream. So a lot more people will talk about manifesting and law of attraction. A lot more people will read books on it and will try and practice it, won't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they will. But if it's so easy, then why doesn't everyone just do it? And why don't we just all live by the law of attraction all the time? Well, it would be great if everybody did, quite frankly. Law of attraction says that you and only you are responsible for everything that comes in and out of your life. And simply not everyone is going to believe in this process. For some, it may be a very empowering stance. And for others, it may sound like pseudoscience nonsense. Um, Mm. And it's also like asking, why doesn't everyone exercise or stop smoking? Well, we all know this is a much better way to live. And yet people smoke and many don't move at all. So there's no one answer to that. But people have their own reasons and beliefs around how to live and what works best for them. 
But I mean, if everyone lived by the law of attraction, then I think the world would be a much more positive place. Any studies at all on this? Any science to back any of this up? Well, there is actually. There is. And there's a lot of anecdotal evidence for and against law of attraction. But we're going to talk about that much more in our epilogue episodes. So tune in on Friday for that. But for now, we are just going to get on with how to practice law of attraction. So why don't you tell us how it all works, Lauren? Right. So the law of attraction says the universe is conspiring to give you everything you want and more. There's no such thing as lack. It's only about abundance. And there is more than enough abundance to go around for every single one of us. So if and when we communicate with the universe, the universe will communicate with us back. Our job is just to listen, to ask, believe, receive, and that is it. So just to reiterate, you ask, you believe, yes, you receive. Yes. Let's go through that. Okay. Go on then. Asking, you ask, let the universe know what it is that you want. Also, when we say the universe, that can be anything. That's just a a word for it. It could be God. It could be higher purpose. It could be higher realm. It, you know, it's whatever you feel connected to that is bigger than yourself. Yes. Yes. So you can let the universe know what you want by meditating, telling a friend, write it down. It doesn't matter how you communicate it. The important part is to say what it is you want and also to be very precise yes. about it. Yes. So if you want a dress, you need to ask for, I want a red long dress. The universe does not speak in general terms. Okay. It could get you a dress like for a dog. I mean, if, that could arrive if in the a post. red long dress arrives in your world in the next 24 hours, that would be fantastic. I'm not asking the universe for it. So it's not going to arrive. You just did. Well, I put it out there, <laughs> red long dress. But anyway, be, be concise. Be very, very precise. Yes. Okay, so that's step one. Step two, believe. You have to believe it's already yours from the moment that you ask for it. So imagine it's as if you've just ordered something from Amazon. You're never going to doubt if you're going to get it. You're just going to place the order and believe it's going to arrive on your doorstep in the next couple of days. It's exactly the same belief that you need for the law of attraction to work. You have to act and speak and think as if you already have it. E.g., I cannot wait to try on my new long red dress and show you how lovely it is, Nicole. Yes. That's exactly it. And what I find really fascinating about this is most people speak in, oh no, I'm not going to tell you because I I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it. Jinx it. So let me, once we've signed the contract, then I'll tell you. Well, that goes completely against law of attraction, doesn't it? Because that's, if you're saying I'm going to jinx it, guess what happens? The universe hears, I want to jinx it and therefore it will be jinxed and it won't come into your world. So you're going against yourself. So it's really important to speak it as uncomfortable as that feels is an important part of it. Yes. And then the last part, receive. So this is just the bit where you get to sit back, relax, feel wonderful about everything that's happening. Allow yourself to feel those feelings about how you are going to feel when it actually arrived. So you're going to sit on that sofa and just feel how lovely your skin feels in that red dress and how (laughs) confident you feel when you're wearing it. I'm really mad manifesting this dress now aren't I yeah you look nice in red I really am you look good in red thanks thanks so 
this is the side tip. Just don't get caught up in how it's going to happen. Don't worry about that. That is not your job. That is the universe's job. Ask, believe, receive. Sounds simple, right? Well, it can be, but we humans really like to complicate matters and keeping yourself in this very important energetic space to create the reality that you want can get quite challenging. So as always, self-care club, have your back. And we have brought in a few extra tools to help you and us out. So here is what we did for our manifesting week at the self-care club. Number one, we reread the best-selling book, The Secret by Rhonda Byrne and watched the documentary of The Secret on Netflix. That is a book and a film all about how to manifest and the law of attraction. Number two, we wrote down what we wanted, didn't we, Lauren? Yeah. Number three, we created a vision board. Now, on your vision board, you need to get really clear on your goals. Know what you really, really want, and then go and find images that speak to you and reflect those desires. It's quite simple, actually. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't have to be an exact image, but can be a representation. Example, if you are looking for a partner, you can use a silhouette of a couple holding hands or two people that look like they're in love. Yeah. Put images of yourself on your vision board where you generally felt good when the photo was taken. Just put anything up on your board that you want for yourself and spend a few minutes a day focusing on it. Feel the feelings of having your wants and desires. So Mm -hmm. for example, I put a Peloton up on my vision board because I really want a Peloton. And so for like when I was doing my makeup and my vision board is, is in the room where I do my makeup, I would look at my Peloton and I would shut my eyes and I would just imagine myself on my Peloton in my living room doing an exercise class. That's how it works. Fab. Right. Fab. So we also wrote a Dear Universe letter, which is dated two years into the future, thanking the universe for bringing everything into your world in the last two years. Uh, We'll talk about that in in a minute when we do our practices. And number five, we practice gratitude. So the secret to manifesting is really simple. And that is to keep yourself feeling good. You have to be feeling good and keeping yourself in a high energetic space, a creative space and a space where you can allow your desires to manifest. And gratitude is one of the quickest ways to feel good. So that's what Mm. we did. So all this is just acting as a reminder of what we want and it keeps you focused on your desires and keeps your energy flowing. There are many, many ways to manifest and to practice law of attraction. Um, Meditation is a very powerful process for manifesting. Visualizations are very powerful. Um, Talking to people about what you want, like we said before, don't be scared to put it out into the universe. In fact, it's an incredibly important part of the process because you have to trust that it's coming your way. So speak about it as if it is. Yeah. And that's it. That's what we did for the week. But don't worry about jinxing it. Don't worry about any of that. Put that to the side. This is a very different way of thinking and approaching something. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So how did you feel going into this week of manifestation? I felt great. I felt absolutely great. Mm. Um, What about you? How did you feel going into it? Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about doing this week for a really long time, haven't we? So I was, it was, it was cool to be going into it. Yes. Actually. And have you tried it before? Yes. Yes. Um, The vision board, 
has been a thing for for a while. I keep my vision board in my laundry room and I know that some people have like one vision board for work and one for their personal life and you can do it how you want. And I actually listened to a whole podcast, Podcast Denier, <laughs> listens to another podcast. Um, I listened to a podcast just on how to make a vision board, which was very interesting. And um, well, she had lots of tips, but one one that I was really thinking about was when she says, "Make sure that you have images of yourself on your vision board, and make sure that when that photo was taken, you felt genuinely good in that photo. As in, it might be a nice photo of you grinning, but you know when you look at that photo that that was the day your dog died, and inside you were dying. So." take that down and put something else up. Well, it's all about so energy, the, isn't it? It's keeping your yeah. energy flowing. Yeah. So in the top right hand corner of my vision board, I had a photo of my husband and I kissing on a beach. And underneath that photo is like a love letter that he wrote me. And I keep that up there to kind of keep the good loving energy of my marriage. But I realized when I looked at that photo again, that I am five months pregnant in that photo. Ooh. I thought... Ah, okay. Switch that photo up because I don't want to be manifesting a fourth baby. So we don't. We talked about that. We don't have time for a fourth baby. We don't baby. have time for my baby. No. no. So um, I switched the photo for another photo of us kissing, but uh, at an event where we were both really, really, genuinely happy, and I am not with child. So, <laughs> so that was that. Um, but. I just want to tell you about having done this vision board thing before, because I did have some great results from it historically. So I thought I would just tell you oh, about yeah. those. Go for it. So uh, we sat our youngest child for the seven plus exams to change schools. And we sat him for three different schools and I really liked all three of them. And I was absolutely desperate, desperate, desperate for him to get a place. And it was really hard. And there's a lot of kids sitting for very few places. And it was all a bit of a punt. And we'd only like decided to do it three months before the exam. So there was a very slim chance of him getting a place. And I was talking to my best friend about it who is a consultant endocrinologist, super freaky smart woman. And she said, well, you've got to manifest the shit out of this. I said, what shall I do? She said, you are going to write the acceptance letter <gasps> from the headmaster. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Mishcon, we are delighted to offer Joshua a place at XYZ school. And you are going to put that on your vision board. And I said, but I don't mind which one. I'm happy with all three. She said, no, no, no you have to place the order. So you have to pick the school and that is the one. You can't like spread bet this. This is, you know, <laughs> you've got to be specific, place, but be specific. Be specific. Yeah. So I picked the one that was my top choice and the least likely that he was going to get into. And I got a photo of the headmaster with his arms outstretched, welcoming Aww. with a load of boys in uniform. Aww. And I put it on the vision board and I wrote that letter and I put their, their headed note paper, a bit of that from the entrance exam. Oh, I put that really on. really went for it. Listen, if, I really it, if he didn't get a place at this school, this is going to be a terrible story. He got the place. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Now, devil's advocate. Do you believe yes. that that was down to Josh being a great kid and him working hard on the seven plus? Or do you believe that was down to manifesting or do you think it was a bit of both? Well, I'll just tell you something else. 
A little while later, my oldest one had to switch schools to start sixth form college. He knew which one he wanted to go to, but it was incredibly oversubscribed. And so he did not get a place. So I thought, okay, hang on. If this worked for Josh, this is going to work for Max. So I did the same thing again, but I I got the logo of the college. I wrote the acceptance letter. I got a photo of Max. I stuck it on and then I wrote the words entrance in big letters. Put it on. What do you think happened? I'm hoping he got got a place. place. He got a place. Now, this week, I've been thinking a lot about exactly that question that you just asked me. Was that the universe? Was that something else? Was it just that I was so focused on him getting into that school that maybe I gave him fish for dinner the night before the exam to boost his brain? Maybe I really pumped up in him how clever he was and how brilliant he was and what a fun day he was going to have. Um, maybe it you're, was just you're saying the that perhaps, right place perhaps your energy towards and focus about getting him into the school make gave him more energy and more focus about getting into the school maybe which which maybe which i totally mm. buy into maybe he was just the right kid in the right place maybe. at the right time who's at the right know? school who's to know who's to know but all i can tell you is that was that was my that's my history with my vision board so i i update my vision board as life goes on and when i accomplish things on the vision board they come off the vision board so the school came off the college came off and then i replace it with other things that i'm trying to visualize so that that's how my my trying this before have have you tried this before i have tried this before i have had a okay. vision board for a long time i manifest yeah i try and manifest all the time. I listen to podcasts every day on law of attraction. I'm completely fascinated by it. I've read books on it. I'm kind of an avid student of law of attraction because I am a great believer in energy and positive energy. Of course, I'm a coach. That's what I do. So I also have a a vision board story. Do you want to hear my vision board story? Yeah, of course I do. So this was before I met you. Um, I remember saying I was running a course, one of my courses that I run online. And one of the weeks is asking for what you want, because it's something that women find notoriously difficult to do. So I dedicate a whole week on getting in touch with what you want and then speaking it and saying it over and over and over again, because until you just, until you know what you want, you're never going to have it. Right. So it's an integral part of the process to creating the life that you want for yourself. And everyone said what they want at the end of the session and after we practiced the week. And then everyone turned around to me and said, what do you want, Nicole? And there I was, you know, coaching everyone and telling them to be brave and admit what they want. And there's, you know, no want is too big. And I said very, very sheepishly, this is before I met you. And I did have another podcast at the time. I said, I want to have a number one podcast. And as I said it, I felt so ridiculous and it felt so sort of vulgarly, like just grand and way, way, way unreachable. Yeah. And so when I met you and we set up self-care club, I put on my vision board, self-care club being at number one. And that was on there for months and months and months. Now, when we started, we only had about 200, 300 people listening to each show. It was, we had a very small audience and that's what my previous podcast had. I think the most listens I ever got on my other podcast was something like 900 an episode. Mm. So it was a small Mm -hmm. audience. Um, Mm. Within about four weeks of me putting up 
the number one podcast on my vision board of self-care club, our show went to number one. Yeah. Well, is it that because we've invested an awful lot of time and energy and effort and dedication into making it the show that it is? Or is it that you put it on the vision board? I think all of it's true. We do invest a lot of time and a lot of focus. But had I not have said to myself, this is what I want in the podcasting world, I would never have gone after it to go and get it. So it's Mm. like pieces of small pieces of the puzzle that start to fit together from the minute that you ask for what you want. It puts you into Mm. a different mindset, doesn't it? Mm. I I think it does. Yeah. I think... I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that you're, you're really focusing in on something in particular. And so it's, it's, it's training your mind almost. Yes. We're going to cut to a quick break and we'll be back to let you know how we got on with our weeks. You're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Hello, I'm Clive Anderson and My 7 Wonders is my podcast where I sit down with some fascinating guests and ask them one simple question. If you could pick your own seven wonders of the world, what would they be? The guests' choices lead us to some interesting tales, whether it's Omar Jalili being stopped by New York Customs. They brought me in for the interview. They said, so what are you doing this? I'm doing a show with Whoopi Goldberg. And the guy said, yeah, I'm doing a show with Whoopi Goldberg, as if you are. And I said, excuse me? I am. That's why I'm going there. And he's doing a show with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I couldn't believe my ears. Olivia Lee eating 120-pound apples at Soho House. I mean, it is hideously expensive, If I'm just going there once and taking an apple, it's the most expensive apple you'll ever eat. Or David Baddiel talking about his dad's dementia. The other thing he could remember are his regular insults. So still, when you leave my dad, if you say, I'm off, he will say, you've been off for years. And it's it's really comforting (laughs) that he can still abuse you in this way. Forget the Taj Mahal and the Lighthouse of Alexandria. The wonders of the world we talk about are much more unique. Listen to My 7 Wonders now on your favourite podcast app. My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson is a Stakhanov production. So come on, Lauren, tell us all about your week. So the first thing, the very first thing I did was to listen to the podcast on how to make a vision board and then re-pimp up my vision board. (laughs) So I've got a little audio, little audio for you here. Manifesting day one. Let's start with the basics. Pimping up my vision board. So I've gone on to the secret website, as in the book, The Secret. It's not a secret website. And I've gone straight into gifts for you. And I know that in here there is a check that you can print out. And it says, The Bank of the Universe is open. With the secret check, you can visualize the unlimited abundance that is yours for the asking. Print this check, fill in your name, the amount you wish to receive in your chosen currency, then sign and date it. Place the check in a prominent position where you will see it every day. Every time you look at the check, believe and feel you have the money now. So you can download this blank check and fill it out with whatever you like. And I'm going to do that and put it on my vision board. So that's done. Okay. And then when I asked you how much you'd put on the check, you wouldn't tell me, would you? 
No. Because? Because I wasn't sure if you would judge me. Oh, why would I judge? What do you mean judge you? In what way? That it was too because much or too had, little or what? No, that it was too lit. that it was too little. I thought you would say, you're not asking for enough. You should put more because you should value yourself more. Right. But how did you come up with the number? Well, I wanted to be realistic. I wanted to think, okay, what is, you know, a realistic amount that's going to hit my bank account by Christmas if things go really, really well? And, you know, I just wanted to keep it in the ballpark of reality. And I know that there is abundance in the universe and you could say 10 million pounds if you wanted to, but that didn't feel in any way realistic to me. Also, you've got to be in within integrity. I mean, who needs 10 million pounds? Neither one of us right. need 10 million pounds. No. So I wanted to keep it within the bounds of se- a sensible okay. hope. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, sure. Okay. So you put that up. Great. I put that up. I redid the photos. I put up some other bits and pieces, uh, some guests that you and I are very much hoping to have on the show. No, Sorry, no. guests that you and I will have on the show. No, yes, <laughs> guests that we have coming on the show. I put photos of them up on our on our vision board uh, and some other bits and pieces. And then I went to watch The Secret. I've just spent an hour and a half watching the movie of The Secret. The book is one thing. This movie, it is not only drivel, it is pernicious drivel. I'm just stunned at how appalling it was. It it looks dreadful. I know it was made in 2006, but it's a sort of concoction of philosophers, doctors, scientists. I would like to put inverted commas around those job titles because these people are not people I would want to be going to meet on any given day. They look like they all come from some sort of conference of nutters. Uh, The bit that is really galling to me is how you know we can all manifest good stuff into our lives well how come people manifest bad stuff you know like being massacred or having cancer well that's just their fault really that's their own fault because they were manifesting the bad stuff fuck off it really upset me (laughs) by the way you know the book and the film Oh, it's the same. The script is exactly the same. I know, but for some reason, when you're reading it on a flat page and you're not looking at these people preaching it at you, it felt different. And the bit that I think what really got me was this woman who had breast cancer. She went to the doctor. You have, they said, you have a very aggressive form of breast cancer. So she went home, she sat on the sofa and she watched funny movies with her husband and she visualized her breasts being healthy. And then three months later, lo and behold, her breast cancer was gone. Now I could not be happier that her breast cancer is gone. That is wonderful. It's incredible. It's miraculous. But for fuck's sake, Funny movies alone and visualizing your breast cancer gone are not an exchange for going to see a health professional. Of of course not. And I think at that point you have to invest in your health and go and see the appropriate people. But it doesn't hurt to also visualize your breasts getting well and visualize yourself healthy. And that can only aid 
the process. Totally agree. I totally agree. And there is a lot to be said for having a positive outlook and a positive mindset. And I think, you know, you can, I don't want to say you can think yourself ill, but I mean, if you wake up in the morning and you think about every little ache and pain and bit of a headache, you can have a really miserable day or you wake up and go, do you know what? My knee's a bit creaky, fine. I'll take some paracetamol. You know, definitely there's an attitude, but it felt that's why I'm saying it felt like Did it felt po- irresponsible. It to felt you? like it felt potentially dangerous, potentially okay. dangerous. Because if you've got someone who is really buying into this, and that you know maybe they've got a fear of seeing doctors, or maybe they've got a fear of needles, and they're worried that they might have to have a biopsy or whatever's going on, they may just go, Do you know what? I'm just going to trust in the universe that this will go away. Well, it's it's you know. That that was the line for me where I felt I a get bit it. uncomfortable. Listen, it's a low budget movie. There's Ooh, no yeah. doubt about it. But Ooh, yeah. <laughs> the people that speak on it are very, very renowned speakers and teachers and some are doctors. And the people that she's got on there are incredibly uh, credible and insightful. I think what didn't help was, you know, I then went down this sort of rabbit hole, deep dive of the business side of it and what had happened. And there's an awful lot of lawsuits and there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, which it made it all feel a little bit kind of dirty to me. But I'm going to let that go for the sake of the podcast. Then I'm going to tell you something really fun that happened. Okay. So I met my friend outside on a bench for a coffee and she is not having the best time. So we were just trying to like have a walk, have a coffee, cheer her up. And one of our favorite things to do, which we've done since we were kids, is to play Kaluki. We love Kaluki. And the bitch always beats me. Oh, she has been beating me for God. 35 oh, years. Oh my God, you're so grown up. I don't know what to do with you. What are you talking about? That is a grandma's game that our grandmas both taught us that we've been playing since we were seven years old. That's anyway. what I'm saying to you. Yeah. It's so great. You with your Kaluki, do you play it on oh. your trays? I mean, what is going on here? Do you know what? I wish I'd had a tray because it would have been so much easier than putting the cards on the slat of a bench. But anyway, that is not the point of the story. So we're playing cards and she said, oh, what are you doing on the podcast next week? I said, oh, we're doing law of attraction manifestation. She's like, oh, so it's like me saying I could really do with the eight of hearts. I said, no, 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 no. It's you saying the next card I will pick up is the eight of hearts and visualizing the eight of hearts in your hands. Well, I'm about to pick up the eight of hearts. And then I said to her, oh God, now I've manifested it. I turned over the next card. What was the card, Nicole? No. It was the eight of hearts. We screamed. We screamed so loud. Everyone in the park was like, oh my God, who are the nutters on the bench? But it was the funniest, funniest, funniest thing. Oh my God. So come on then. What does that show you? Well, we were, you know, afterwards we were sitting and we were analyzing that. And she said, that is freaky because that's a one in 52 chance. And I said, no, it's actually not because we had a couple of sets down on the bench already. So it was more like a sort of maybe one in... 42 or something like that. Still quite slim. It was, but it's it was, quite a slim it was so funny. It was just the fact that I'd said it. No, I've just manifested it for myself. And I totally did. So that was, that was weird. And then on Monday, it's not weird. It's not weird. It's it's attraction. Attraction. So on Monday, I had been having a whole issue with traffic and all that was in my head was traffic, 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 the traffic's so bad, the traffic. And yeah, I you said were moaning. it to you. I have to I? say you were moaning a lot about the traffic. I like would avoid calling you at around nine o'clock in the morning because I just knew you were going to have a rant about yeah, the traffic. But I, I started to feel like 
I was manifesting bad traffic. And the fact that I was even thinking the word traffic. (laughs) Yeah. What does that create? Traffic. Traffic. And I thought I have to change this thought process because even by saying, I wish the traffic was better. I hope the traffic isn't so bad today. I'll leave early because of the traffic. I'm still just manifesting the traffic. So I went into a different mindset on Monday morning and I went The roads are so clear today and I visualized myself driving Josh to school on an empty road, whizzing up those streets. Yeah. Anyway, Monday morning, wow, (laughs) 25 minutes earlier than all the previous days. Shut up on my word of honor. You're very powerful, lady. Very powerful. And I can't wait to see you in that long red dress. And just to like finish off the week, that same drive, I cut down a tiny, tiny, tiny alleyway where my friend's grandmother used to live in a house there. She died quite recently. And so as I'm driving down this alleyway, obviously I'm thinking about him because his grandma used to live there. Who is walking up the alleyway as I am driving down the alleyway. <laughs> My friend who I was just thinking, yeah, Of course he, he is. Was. Law of attraction. I wound the w- you brought him into your energy I, field. I wound the window down. Was he there? Yes. Tell me he was there. I swear he was there. I wound the window down as he was walking on the pavement. I said, I was literally just thinking about you just this second. And so we had a quick chat, 30 seconds, and then I went home. And that that is my week of manifesting. I mean, that is quite the a week, end. which I cannot wait to summarize with you because I have lots of questions, but they have to be in summary. All right. But I would like to hear now about your week of manifesting. Well, let me start with a little voice note for you. Okay. Manifesting day one. And I have just stormed out of my kitchen and had around my family because one by one, they came downstairs and moaned about what I had made them for dinner and stood there for an hour cooking. Cooking chicken schnitzels for the children, by the way, and tofu and cauliflower rice with vegetables for my husband and me because he doesn't want to eat vegetables. I would have been perfectly happy with some rice. No, stood there grating the cauliflower like a mug and everyone's moaned. Anyway, the point is, is that I'm feeling irritated. And in order to manifest, you have to feel good. You have to be in gratitude. You have to be in good feeling thoughts. So I've removed myself around to you to try and dispel this feeling of irritation it wasn't a good start so i just stormed out the kitchen and i refused to eat with them and then one by one they slowly apologized so that was my start of the week then so could you manifest yourself a a chef b a new family I want neither. Okay. <laughs> I definitely don't want to be a chef and I definitely don't want a new family. I just want a family who are grateful for what I make. Oh my God, I've just realized. Oh my God, I've just realized yeah. and I didn't even. Yeah. Having a total light bulb moment on the show itself. So Come on. on Sunday night, no, on Friday night, I made a yeah. lovely roast beef yeah. and roast potatoes. And I yes. I yes. literally poured lovingly over this gravy. I mean, I don't even eat the bloody beef, right? And I made a massive yeah. spread and feast for everybody. Well, not everybody, the four of yeah. us. And in the middle yeah. of the in the middle of the meal, my husband said, Everyone put down your knife and fork for a minute. And I just want you all to appreciate mummy and the 
lengths that she goes to to give us nice meals and he looked at me he said darling thank you it I know how much effort you put in and you put it in every single day and it's just lovely. And I was so blown away. I was like, whoa, because I sat there that day when I was spewing on my voice note to you guys saying, I just want a family that are grateful. And there he was. And I didn't even put the two together until now. Love it. And obviously, you know, that created a lot of love and appreciation between me and my husband. It was beautiful. Really lovely. Love it. So that was my first manifesting thing that happened that I didn't even realize. Right. I also pimped up my vision board like a mofo. I can't even tell you how (laughs) pimped up my vision board is. I sent you a picture of it, didn't I? Yeah, you did. It's looking amazing, actually. I am talking like, let's go with the Peloton. I'm talking like I got a little headshot of me. I, I printed it off. I cut it out and I put it on top of the Peloton, right? I did all the things that I wanted and I put, uh, it, it is just a thing of beauty. I put my dear universe letter up there as well, which I'll talk about in a minute. Anyway, I don't have a free Peloton yet, but my friend did turn around to me and say, by the way, we are getting a Peloton. And I said to her, oh my God, I've wanted a Peloton for so long. And she said, you can come and use it whenever you like. And I thought, there's my free Peloton. Well, then you have, you have got a free Peloton. There's my free Peloton, right? Now, don't always expect the universe to deliver it in exactly the way that you expect it to be delivered. Just go with what it is showing you. I am I am saying you have now been delivered that. That's a shame. Because <laughs> I really want it in my living room. Um so But you didn't put a photo of the Peloton in your living room no, on the I vision didn't. board. And actually you just put yourself on the Peloton. So you need a photo of your living room and then yes. stick the photo of the Peloton into the photo of the living room. Yes. Place the order, Nicole. I'm Place going the to, order. and I'm going to do that when I get off of the off of here. And as you were saying it about the vision board before, I thought that's what I need to do about this this peloton. Yeah. I even tried yeah. to get a peloton on the show so we could do a week of the peloton. Funnily enough, peloton weren't that interested, but we will get there. <laughs> we will definitely get there. Um, so. I did a Dear Universe letter. I don't know if you wrote your Dear Universe letter. So I wrote one. I did. I did. Yeah. I wrote one a year ago. Okay. And what I did was I have, it's been on my vision board for a year. So I took it down and I read it to see if I needed Mm -hmm. to add anything in it. It's actually a bit freaky. Mm -hmm. There are things on this Dear Universe letter that were completely unreachable that now pieces of the puzzle are starting to fall into place. Shall I tell you what they are? Wow. It's quite out there. Like a lot of the things that I want for myself are quite, I feel quite uncomfortable admitting. It's just ridiculous because I know that if if another woman was sitting here saying it to me, I would say, you want what you want and you're entitled to have all your heart's desires. And But it's still quite uncomfortable, isn't it, to admit it? So Yes, it is. But the heart wants what the heart wants. I put on there that Hay House would publish a self-care book. I, I, I wrote on the Dear Universe letter, um, thank you so much. Um, Hay House have just published our self-care book and it's a bestseller and it's doing really well and it's in the New York Times bestseller list. No, we have not written the book yet, but we are developing a very lovely relationship with Hay House, aren't we, Lauren? And we are going to write that book. And we are going to write that book. But when I wrote that sentence about Hay House, I didn't know anyone at Hay House. I didn't, Hay House, I just threw it out there because it was a, a publishing company that deal with self-development books. But, and now 
We speak that's to Hay House. Weird. That's very all the time, specific. All the time. That that's well, the very specific. specific. So when I read that, I actually went a bit cold and I thought the pieces are coming together. They are coming together. Wow. So now I do have another okay. funny story. And I feel a bit I feel a bit uncomfortable admitting yes. this as well. So if you're listening at home, okay. please okay. listen with an open ear. It wasn't my finest moment. I will throw my hands up and say that. But none of us are perfect. Okay. So I was doing my school run and someone that I know, uh, not very well, but they live in my community, cut me up in traffic and it really annoyed me. And I looked at them and I had some mean, unkind thoughts about this person. And I thought, well, why are they driving such a silly car at their age? And they really should get a grown up car. I'm going to tell you, it wasn't nice. And look at him in his sports car and who does he think he is and how dare he cut me up? I kind of went down that little rabbit hole. When I was driving back from the school run, this is about an hour and a half later, there was a massive traffic jam on the other side of the road, all because a sports car had broken down. And I thought, well, there you go. That's what happens when you get a sports car like that. Again, unkind. It was him. Yeah. He'd broken down. Yeah. He'd broken down. What? It was him. It, it was, was the actual guy. It was the, the same, same guy. guy. I was having unkind no thoughts about his car, way. saying that he shouldn't have that car. Like, who am I to say what sort of car he should have? It's none of my business. He shouldn't have that car at his age and really should grow up. And there he is. He's broken down. So then I'm thinking, oh, my God, I've manifested him breaking down. I feel terrible. <gasps> and with that, I'm sitting at the traffic lights and a bus yeah. drives past me and straight ahead of yeah. me on the side of the bus, it says, think about... Yeah. One, yeah. one, one, which we all know is a spiritual sign from the universe. If you get, if you, that's numerology. So if you see repeated numbers, that is a, uh, the universe trying to communicate with you. Think about one, one, one. It was actually an NHS advert, right? And then, and then it said one, yes. one, one yes. all over yeah. the advert. So there I am. I've managed. Yeah. What does one, one, one mean? What does it mean? One, one, one. The meaning of 111 is that you are manifesting what you've been focusing your attention on. <gasps> Swear no. to God, I've just gone cold. So he's broken down to my right. Straight ahead of me is 111 telling me that I've manifested what I'm focusing on. Really should direct my thoughts to a much more positive place. And now I just wish him health and prosperity and abundance. Thank you very much. So go give him that, please. Um, and it was just like this moment of, oh, my God, this is really weird. Yeah. That's my manifesting story. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So with a little bit of manifesting, a little bit of the evil I eye I this week. I don't want that power. Okay. We'll just say putting a bit of the book. That's our <laughs> Yiddish for the week. Yiddish lesson for the week. Uh, well, I don't want the evil eye. That's not the kind of power I want to have in the universe. Thanks. You have the power. Okay. I, I want to apologize to this kind man who did cut me up, but he probably shouldn't have. Please go feel free to drive whatever car you choose. It is none of my goddamn business. <laughs> Shall we summarize? Oh, yes, please. What worked for you this week, Nicole? Uh, what worked for me? I felt great all week. And that's the important part, isn't it? Is how we feel and what our experience is. Um, stepping into more positive thoughts just creates a more positive life. And that's what really worked for me. This whole process totally works for me. It makes me feel energized. It makes me feel happy. And I love it. What worked for you? Yeah, it's very positive like that. Yeah. Um, it's very fun. 
it really is fun. Like the eight of hearts thing was just funny yeah, and yeah. fun. Um, it, it does make you clarify and focus on what do I want? What is important to me? And when I wrote my letter to the universe, that very much came into focus because you're writing it in gratitude. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And I realized when I was writing it, actually, how little I want, how, you know, there's so few things I genuinely want, which made me feel grateful yeah. for the well, fact look that what you have. I, I have yeah. so much yeah. and I am so content in yes. that. So that was, that was, Beautiful. you know, that was good. That was a really nice reminder. Yeah. yeah. What, what didn't work for you? Um, well, the poor guy breaking down on the opposite side of the road. <laughs> that didn't fill yeah. me with positive energy. It made me feel a bit witchy and a bit creeped out. And I just want to say I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. That's okay. What didn't work for you? Um, just I'm very uncomfortable with the health aspect of this. Um, I'm not okay with blaming people for getting sick. And I'm not okay with using positive thought alone as a cure. I think it's dangerous. I think it's irresponsible. Um, I don't like this whole thing, Esther Hicks, that you only need to change your vibration to heal. Sickness is optional. Disease goes away with the right attitude. Um, yes, I agree. Studies do show that optimistic people do tend to do better, but a sunny, positive disposition is not a replacement for medical evaluation and care. So that is my that is my kind of only negative yeah, I, about I, this. I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I think you can only take this so far. And I think that this can be applied to any area of your life, whatever it is you're managing or struggling with, a positive outlook and stepping into your desire is a much healthier way to approach anything, but it is not it can't solve everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. What did you learn? What did I learn? I learned that really, really, when you boil it down to brass tacks, what we're talking about here with the secret and all these things is it's kind of just a candied up version of a, the concept of confirmation bias. Right. So what is confirmation bias? It's the tendency to interpret new evidence as confirmation of your existing beliefs. So let's say that you have a belief that left-handed people are much more creative than right-handed people. So whenever you encounter a person who happens to be creative and left-handed, it's going to like cement that even more in your mind. And you're going to place greater importance on this as like evidence to support what you already believe. And, and that's really what all of this is it's it's there's a lot of confirmation well it, bias. Well it is but you can use that to your advantage yes you can and, and yes, you must you can. use that to your advantage to live a healthier more abundant life that's the whole point of it i'd rather that than kind of all this business this cosmological bullshit that you know we're emitting a frequency and blah 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 blah. It, well we are no. we are emitting a frequency of sorts we are well, we are purely mm. energetic beings i'm not i'm not sure how i feel about i'm not sure how i feel about that i am of the belief that when someone walks into a room, you can, f mm. you feel a certain way around them. And that comes from their yes. energy and your energy, which creates a chemistry. Sometimes that's great. Sometimes yes. not so much. And that's, yes. that's the road that I totally believe in. I'm with that. I'm with that. But I think, 
when you're so deep in that, like Rhonda Byrne herself, when she was asked, um, do you think that the universal law means that the Jews who died in the Holocaust brought this misfortune on themselves. She said herself, oh, many factors cause millions to die in tragedies. But if their dominant thoughts and feelings were in alignment with the energy of fear, separation, powerlessness, and having no control over outside circumstances, this is what they attracted. So I oh, have to have a laugh. That makes know? me uncomfortable because it, how, can, how can you not feel fear and... <laughs> anxiety about being set about how could you do you they didn't let's not go there let's not go there i'm totally down with it to a point okay. i guess that's what i'm okay. saying that's what i've learned is i love the positive sides of it i love the fun of it i love the good bits that you can put in and get out and that is fabulous but i have a line i guess that's that's it for me and that's you know what, what? I, learned. I think that's quite a healthy approach because you can't have blind faith in absolutely everything. And also the, the thing that doesn't work for me is that it could potentially give people the permission to do nothing about anything. And that's not what this is. So it's not like saying, yeah. right, I want a new job yeah. and I want to work in uh, a bank in London, but I refuse to get off my ass to do anything about it. And I'm just going to sit on my couch and I'm going to believe I have that job. I'm going to feel the feelings of that job. And I'm going to expect to have that job. Like that doesn't work for me. That's not, this is not an opportunity yeah. to do yeah. absolutely nothing and take the lazy route. I still believe you have to work yeah. hard. I still believe you totally. have totally, but what I think is yeah. brilliant about this is that if once you have uncovered what you want and then you get yourself into yes. a positive alignment around that, I believe that is the energy that pushes yes. you forward and brings the goodness into your life. Yes. Agreed. So you're that guy who wants the job in the bank, but maybe when you go to a party, remember parties where other people were, um, <laughs> you would be like, hey, I'm looking to go into banking because that is my passion. And I'm, you know, really excited about it. And the guy you're talking to sees that passion and he says, do you know what? I've got a mate who works yeah. in banking and I think they were yeah. looking for someone. Yeah. And so that's how the positive stuff yeah. rolls because they see you're your, your driven, you're focused. That's where your attention is. You're gonna, your ears are going to prick up when you yeah. hear things that are going to help and you're putting you on it your journey. out there, aren't you? You're putting yeah. out what yeah. you want. Yeah. So therefore you will get it yeah. back. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm totally We had that down last week, that. didn't we, when we wanted this particular guest on the show. Yeah. And we were having a totally private conversation on the phone. We were talking about Mental Health Awareness Week and we talked about two people that we would like to get on the show for Mental Health Awareness Week. Yes. And within five hours, there was a coincidence, I don't believe in coincidences, where one of the producers who works at our production company knew him yeah knew this guest yes and gave us their details yeah so that to me is law of attraction and then my uh, yeah and then my sister-in-law also happens to know his uncle so it all kind of it was incredible you know, it was in manifested it's manifesting it's in the process of it's brewing is it coming in the club it is a big fat neon flashing yes from me oh yeah yeah it's coming in the club it's coming in the club 
Love it. And, and I love a vision board. And I just think they're such fun. They're such a positive thing to do. I would say if you take anything from this week, do a vision board and do one for whatever it is that you want in your life. If you're looking for a partner, do a relationship one. If you're looking to change your work, do a work one, do a medley yeah. of one. Just do yeah. it. it. It's a really good focus. It's great fun. And it is fun it's great fun. And my yeah. kids were helping me and they were asking about all the things that I want. And why do you want this, mummy? And why do you want that? And it's great. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back on Friday for our epilogue show. We, we talk more about manifesting. We're going to bring some science and some anecdotal evidence to support all of this or to not support all of this. Um, please keep listening. Please send in your emails. If you've got anything to tell us, hello at selfcareclub.co.uk and you can DM us at Instagram at selfcareclubpod. We'll be back on Friday. Look after yourselves and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. The Motherkind Podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident, and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment, and comparison. I'm your host, Zoe Blasky, and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. It's Mr. P here. And the other Mr. P. And we are the hosts of two Mr. P's in a podcast. The educational podcast where you don't actually learn a thing. No, instead we explore the weird, wonderful and downright hilarious things that happen in school from people actually doing the job. We reminisce on our own time at school, funny things we experience each day. And of course, we share your hilarious stories from the chalk face. So if you work in a school or just want a nostalgic trip down memory lane, sit up straight, fingers on lips, and get ready for the lesson.